Welcome to Rude Awakening, the podcast. We assume that you're here because you've watched our documentary and we would just love to take the conversation a little further uh, in a weekly format. We will come together, discuss quotes and inspirations from the documentary and invite you, our followers, into the conversation with us. You want the break from always being spiritual, always being like, am I on? Am I on? Am I thinking? Am I analyzing? You know, am I, am I, is, is it solid? Have some fun. Go to the zoo one day. Just walk around, look at the animals. That doesn't have to be a spiritual experience. I don't have to analyze everything. You know, if a bird lands in a tree next to me, I don't have to wonder if that's like, you know, my grandmother or is that a message like, you know, it's, it's a black and white bird. Is that about duality? It's just a bird. It's just fun. I'm here on this planet. There's birds. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Welcome Jonathan. We're here for the second episode of the Rude Awakening podcast. I am your host Sandra Roggermann. I'm here with my wonderful co-host uh, Jonathan Cray. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week, yeah. It's it's fascinating what, what's happening with uh, the period after the 22nd releasing the movie and uh, just having having enough time to actually land the things I didn't have time for or I, I convinced myself I didn't have time for so yeah um, massive integration yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it feels like switching gears after having been so busy and occupied with getting the movie out there and now it's just like okay now we're switching the phases we're switching onto a different mode and um, this is a lot of fun for me personally because that means that you know we can now show up in front of um, things and not only have to take care of the other stuff so this is fun especially now going into the great quotes that motivate us to do this podcast uh, today we've picked a great quote by marissa calvey um, there's birds jonathan what's your take on that <laughs> you're on the planet there's birds I, I love this one so much because uh, it just makes it norm it normalizes the fact that there is a human experience there is a divine experience and and we're now basically trying to combine the two but it's not mutually exclusive it's not I have to completely clean my human to get the divine in or I have to make sure my human is, is rid of uh, of anything between the divine so it's I love the quote is just, just at this point can you just relax <laughs> allow and don't read into so much don't let your mind go over time about what things mean but just you know you're done can can we can we finally allow ourselves to be done to be graduated to trust that magic and uh, so yeah it's a, it's it's a very important one to me for me going into the whole journey of awakening and you know, trying out the spirituality and trying out the the different um, the different modes of being versus you know just being the human pre-awakening, where you know you're so 
immersed in the hustle and bustle you're so identified with it you are so one with with that what you're experiencing then going into spirituality you almost at that point want to make sure that you immerse yourself so deeply into the spirituality that you kind of overwrite that that perception of oh i'm just a human being so you want to tell yourself a new narrative like constantly reinforce okay i'm a spiritual being i'm a spiritual being and for me that was the time when it started uh, that i was so diving deep and only being spiritual that everything was only about that I wasn't I remember speaking to my sister at some point and she was like you're no fun to hang around with anymore because you know you don't talk about other people anymore you don't it's just no fun with you anymore and and I get that but for me it was a really important uh, phase to just become so such a different persona that then I could go okay uh, now that I'm starting to believe that part, then you can dial it back, right? Wouldn't you say, how was it for you? Similar. I mean, I had my awakening when I was 17 uh, through kind of a traumatic experience. And then uh, I started studying spirituality hard. <laughs> and and uh, really also from a perspective or paradigm that I, I thought, you know, I don't want this old life. I don't want to. I don't want to have this trauma again. I want to better myself. So everything was about the other side, spiritual things and, and courses. And uh, but I had. I, I was lucky enough to also do something. I worked for computer games a long time, so I I had to stay very grounded in one side of reality with my human, while the other one was exploring spirituality. So. I always had both and I always felt, and you know this about me, like I always felt it was so important to bring the human along somehow. So as I was sort of connecting to that divine self, uh, I never truly believed that, that I should turn my human off. But I also didn't know how to deal with my human because the human side is always, always you know, sabotaging everything. So it, I think for me, I just tried to connect desperately to to the divine part of me and then after a while and actually the last few years it's more about leveling out both so allowing the human to 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 make enough connections with the divine that it knows it's there and then the other way like almost like and then calming down letting the divine back in instead of Mm. the human trying to fix the divine or make the divine work it's it's now the human relaxing to let the divine into itself so it's basically from outside in instead of from inside out and that was such a big uh confusion i had that confusion for a long time that i thought my human had to do it yeah. and that my human had to pay attention and always be on like like you're saying like always be on and read thing read you know oh the clouds are a certain way oh the the, the star charts are a certain way uh Oh, it's soul stitch. No, no, it's it's just literally planetary movements. Yeah, but isn't it interesting that you say you came into your awakening out of a traumatic experience, which I think a lot of listeners might be able to uh, connect with. Is it is it maybe that we're using using that um, entry point a little bit as an avoidance of you know let's let's avoid going through that same trauma again so i need to like completely try to become better at it 
Absolutely, because I, I, I really didn't like my human. I didn't like what I was becoming. And, you know, that traumatic event when I was 17 was just a catalyst of being in life in a certain way and not dealing with stuff since I was like eight. So it was a, tra- a trauma that almost, you know, you know, uh, was a catalyst for even earlier trauma. And God knows what trauma from past lives, but let's just stick in this this life. So I, at 17, I, I just it just popped, and I had to just deal with it. Um, and of course, I hated that part of myself. I hated that I didn't connect with society. I didn't. I hated that I was. I thought I was an introvert. I hated that I was, you know, unable to connect to relationships in a, in, a, in a balanced way, etc., uh, etc. Et so I tried desperately to fix myself. But of course, we all know, like when you say there's something wrong with me, the only thing you're doing is enforcing that more and more instead of saying, I forgive myself and I'm completely okay the way I am. But now from a free place, can I make a different choice? And that 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 took 30 years. (laughs) That eagerness to better yourself, that ambition and the, you know, excelling as the best student in class kind of thing. The human judgment would say that that that's just replacing the one thing for the other. But really, in the end, it it made sure that we came to the place of knowing both really well. Yeah. And and I remember when my spiritual journey started um, after I realized that I was in my awakening and I really dove deep into spirituality. I was a young mother, so I had two small children that took up all of my attention and focus and I hated it because I was so interested and so curious and so desperate to find meaning in my life that I almost discarded the meaning of the human, you know, being a mother, being there for your children um, for, oh, you know, just realizing oh now i have children shit like but i wanted to be spiritual like you know like you don't have time for it now. yeah yeah and and i remember how much it used to annoy me and this is not going to be popular with woke mothers <laughs> close your ears um the the part that as soon as i was trying to really focus on meditation and become you know quiet my mind which was always on you know talking about being on all of the time my mind was on all of the time so the 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 part of me that was so immersed in 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 being a mother was very much uh, pushed to the background and and very much i tried to escape that through the spiritual experiences i tried to you know if i was able to get away for a weekend I was just really savoring each moment that I was able to just be by myself and and, and do the spiritual thing. And then coming back home and then your mama, 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 this this was just like for me, the, the friction between the one identity of the human mother and the other identity of the awakening um, or as yeah, I probably thought at the time that I was already, you know, hard in my enlightenment already, which you know, looking back was just. But, but was isn't, just isn't, that, isn't that interesting? What you just described is is a huge separation yeah. between two worlds. It's, Big it's, friction. And it does. I I don't think it really matters. I mean, I don't have kids, but the kids are demanding. But for me, it was society. It was my job. It was like I had to, you know, 
society or, or, or my environment was constantly nagging and constantly distracting me and and constantly tugging at my shirt for attention. Uh, and it wasn't kids, but, you know, I was so dependent on a certain, you know, attention and, and, uh, and uh, you know, a certain love from the outside that, that I felt for that just the same, you know? So I, I, it's, it's funny yeah. how, and then having to recuperate at home and, you know, be, or, or, or walk endless distances to, to find myself again. Uh, it's kind of the same. There's a huge separation between the, the the spiritual side or, you know, the heaven that we think is 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 uh, is near, or is on top of the mountain, and then dealing with being in life and actually discarding it or or being angry at life. <laughs> and and really looking back now, I think it was such a great setup. It was such a great uh, idea of my true self to have kids at that time when I was 26 and 28 because it really grounded me and it really brought me into the now there was no escaping that i was living far away from my family there was no grandma or granddad that could have looked after the children um, so i needed to make it work and my spiritual journey coinciding with that early time of you know the kids being so young i came back from those retreats and i remember trying to savor the weekend um trying to savor those experiences that were so sacred for me so you know being in my balanced mode or into the zen you know meditative enlightened self um, and trying to hold on to that for as long as I could and I usually like run about come Tuesday Wednesday I used to crash and burn always yeah so I was able to hold on to it for a little bit by just going la 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 <laughs> you know this is all not happening and now I think um this was my modus of grounding me. This was my way of introducing that, okay, you know, you have to really be present. You have to be here. And uh, there was one moment that I, that I remember where I thought, it's becoming so boring for me to keep immersing myself and wanting to make that feeling last, making that feeling of being meditative and good with myself and aligned and all of that. And I thought, okay, I'm trying to squeeze this huge um, self, my soul, into such a small human separated focus. No wonder it didn't work. So how about I, I allow my human into the spiritual life rather than trying to squeeze my spiritual life into the human? For me, that made a huge difference. That was like, oh, okay. It was just a switch of perspectives and I would love to hear from you, like, how, how do you think, because it's all just a belief or a focus or a perspective, how, yeah. how does that play into that time of becoming or becoming aware? Huge. I think that was huge. I, I think I did the same thing. I, I, I projected my human into spirituality or, or getting my human into courses and, and, and expanding First is really good, expanding my awareness, learning what feeling is like, learning how to deal with my sensitivity. Uh, but like you say, it got really boring really fast. And it almost like I had to change modalities faster and faster. That's why I did so much, so much spiritual stuff because it was getting stale almost immediately. So I do one course in NLP and then you go, oh my God, you know, this is, this is so mental. And I do another one and another one and another one. And just keep grinding until you know, basically I ran out of options <laughs> and then 
finally going shit you know what is it that I'm not getting and and for me it was it was so separating the human from the divine mm-hmm. and and trying to live in that divine house yeah. which is also mine but the divine house has no physical no human connection and then coming back into the human body after a session or and then feeling pain and feeling the same pain you know physical pain or emotional pain uh, having the same problems it never really went away so ultimately i think the the, the big switch was when i started really diving into my own human my own inner and started slowly accepting my anger, my pain, you know, started accepting the human because that's the one that was sabotaging it. I could do the most spiritual courses in the planet, but my human, because it didn't feel part of it, would then, you know, I might solve 80% and then the 20% would just like, you know, fester and then turn it to 30 and like a virus and take it over. So ultimately the journey was about forgiving myself and allowing all of me like the asshole, the saint, the sinner, all of them, to finally say you're part of this, but you can't get there from here. You can't solve it. The human can't solve it, but it can make a choice to get out of the way and let the divine in. But until I had the human in a place, or until I, I, I forgave all my humanness, the divine couldn't really come in, not properly. And that was until very recently, until months ago, really. It's, it's interesting. And, it's, looking, and I'm still dealing with it. It's yeah. interesting looking back though, right? Because I had the same experience. So you first try to, you know, you come from the point of just being a human. So you've lived in that separation from your true self for so long that you almost forgot it. Then it finally opens up and you go, there it is, right? And then you try to escape the human, Be, you know, so just trying to go into the opposite and going into that other what you think is the solution to everything and then realizing okay if i don't take the human along that's kind of pointless right because then i could just pop out of existence you could just die and fix it on the other side but then we all know that that doesn't work either you just reincarnate to do another round so and it's really a bit i think about like listening to uh you sharing i think it's really about coming back to the human but from that divine perspective and realizing there's nothing that you're doing wrong right so the identity you need to soften it up in such a way that you can look at it with compassion and empathy like we look at our children you know or we look at our spouse or our lover um, or at a dog (laughs) (laughs) with that with that with that kindness and with you know it's okay because all of you makes you perfect and all of you makes you special yeah yeah and, and for me and we talked about this earlier I, 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 and I'm, I, I want to know what you think about it, it is I was under such a misconception and this is my own experience I'm not saying for the for the listeners that that is this how you do it but for me after my awakening at 17 it took 30 years until now and not one dark night of the soul but about three possibly four uh, with the last one being very recently, um, to realize that once I had my awakening, I was on a set trajectory. I was basically on a course, on a self-correcting course to my realization. And, and you know, realization doesn't really care if you do it in this lifetime or the next or whatever. There's no time-based. But 
somehow I set up for myself that it was this lifetime. But after my awakening, I could have just relaxed. I, I didn't know how, but I couldn't. I, I could have just relaxed, and all of the actions I would have done would lead me to this point. But because you didn't relax, it made you create moments of extreme tension and friction and yeah. challenges and that, fights and spiritual yeah, righteousness that, and that then made you aware of the human separation that you're still putting in actively and the futility of me trying to climb up the mountain for the golden carrot on top or me trying to f clean the human like from one side and I have all the junk basically roll back in from the other so like like I thought until recently, okay, after my realization, so after you reach a sweet spot in basically your, your balance between your, your human your, and, and your divine, uh, I thought, okay, then then there's there's going to be a moment when, where it's self-correcting only then. But mm -hmm. it was it was after my awakening. You have an awakening moment. It's like Jeff says, get out of your way. Trust the process. You don't have to do anything spiritual, actually. You don't have to study. Uh, and just trust that it will be okay. But I didn't have that reference, and I didn't have that trust either because I came from a you know kind of traumatized childhood, uh, and I think everybody does in in one way or another. So I'm not even special there. But it is almost trying to avoid that pain instead of saying I forgive myself for having that pain. I forgive myself for not trusting the world. I forgive myself for being a guy who's super sensitive, and questioning whether I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a real man or not and to go okay cool you know I'm, I'm okay with all of that now now bring in the divinity that would have been the shortcut and I think the new generation are vastly doing it you know vastly quicker but it really took me until after realization until recently to think oh my god it was self-correcting all along so but you know I think for our listeners who might not um, be so um you know, who might not come from the angle that we come from, like ex extreme spirituality, <laughs> <laughs> fanatic spirituality. Welcome to hardcore spirituality. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Should, should be a channel on Red Bull, like <laughs> Red Bull Spiritual Plus. <laughs> this <Sponsored> week, by. <laughs> after monster truck racing. <laughs> but ever since our first episode, and I've listened back to it, and I and I understand, like in our conversations that we're having. I'm now getting into an understanding that maybe what we put under the cloak of spirituality is a normal evolution of the human into their self-discovery. So basically understanding the full self and not just the um, separated version or the, you know, the, the, the very... Um, just brought to the to the bare minimum of, of 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 being in a physical body being in this reality where you know you have gravity and all of that so i think it's just opening up the senses to the bigger self right to to all of the energy that you are which is becoming so much more known now hence a lot of people don't even use that path of spirituality or don't need to use that path of spirituality um for their self-understanding i think therapy nowadays has become such a normal thing what we used as spirituality now a lot of people understand 
through therapy or through you know ho- holding it against the experiences against somebody that puts would, things into would you say uh, it's a reflection so so we used the reflection through spirituality nowadays a lot of people using reflection of themselves through therapy some use reflection of themselves through yoga or through meditation the human journey or sports i know a couple of people that use sports as a reflection the human through. journey is a journey of um reflection because only through the mirror you understand who you are until you finally understand that you are not the mirror you don't apply the face cream to the mirror you apply it into your face so i think for me that understanding of i need something to bounce something off of me to understand who i am my actions in this world cause a certain reaction yeah. cause my reality or my perception of reality or give you a certain feedback that seemingly yeah. comes from the outside but really is instigated by yourself so i think once the consciousness of the human is mature enough that that question arises i want to find out who i am uh, what's more to find out about life that's when you start into your awakening so again you know we've talked about this in our last episode you and i have 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 gone through it through spirituality maybe nowadays i'm just always trying to put put the different um um think the different view against it that maybe somebody listening to it that doesn't come through spirituality doesn't discard it and say well you know they're not talking about my journey maybe you're just doing it through a different um well i think i think we're 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 unlocking also post rude awakening post film we're unlocking a set of dynamics and i had a really cool conversation with a guy from uh, denmark this morning and it's all the same dynamics it's different expressions different path different types of reflection that we all use and that you know fit a certain inclination or fit a certain expression those are all different hence there is no one way of doing this but a lot of the, the general dynamics are the same. And whether you call it spirituality or you, you, you call it reflection or you call it asking the question, who am I, what am I doing here? Uh, it's all valid. And, and it's, it's funny, it's almost like the, 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 the broader your perspective or the, 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 the bigger your consciousness or your perspective gets, the less it is about anything spiritual, really. It's, it's and that more... for me is realization. So coming yeah. back to why, why I wanted to put that disclaimer in here, um, somebody listening to this might not understand what we're talking about realization. The realization really just means that you're understanding the bigger picture and you understand that it's not about the details, it's not about the stories that you're making around it or that you're putting around it you are understanding yourself through certain modalities and it doesn't matter what you what you use so for for for, for me and, and like for me the, the the short definition and this again this is personal the short definition of realization for me meant that there is a balance between the divine part in me and some call it knowingness or intuition it doesn't really matter and the human working together with that so it's both acknowledging each other but the human knowing when it needs to get out of the way for the divine and the divine knowing when it's time for the human to, to do stuff. And for me, that sweet spot was, you know, until, you know very recently last year. Um, and that process keeps going. You know, we keep every day, you know, I keep every, every day refining that and, and learning new depths of it. But there was definitely a plateau of that moment where I went, ah, okay, now I'm not 
shutting the human up or shutting the divinity in myself up i'm, I'm actually now using it's them both not either or it's and a- staying embodied staying in the planet instead of popping out because you know i had my and epiphany and, and, and poof i'm gone and then you can let go of the truths because i think interesting it's interesting looking at um the world stage and especially politics and um wherever somebody is getting really passionate about a cause those are truths and the the fact the fact is that basically everybody is acting from a place of truth within themselves like whether i approve of it or not i don't need to make that person wrong but i think realization for me that moment was when i discovered okay there's just so many different ways of knowing yourself or getting to know yourself who am i to say what's wrong or what's right of course you know it's great to have some kind of mass conscious understanding that you know we shouldn't really kill each other or you know like it's kind of wrong to um hurt other people but ultimately um it all serves the same purpose of knowing yourself and knowing the journey of who am i yeah yeah yeah, I agree, and and I, 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 fi- I still find the reflection that we currently use of each other, but also of the movie, like there's all these comments under the YouTube link of Reawakening, and there's vastly different opinions, and also people that say like I don't get it, and people that say, you know, it's great as entry level spirituality, uh, but you know, if you like this, look at you know, and then listen, bunch of other sources like uh, Moji or uh, um, is it Moji or Moji. Muji, I think, and uh, and Eckhart Tolle, and and there, and it's it's funny because I find myself being really relaxed about it because it's it's literally everybody has a different journey, so I respect everybody's journey. Everybody has a different perspective that for them works. And entry point. Exactly, and 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 probably exit point as well. So it it it's really cool to also um, witness myself not getting up in arms about even comments on the movie anymore it's like yeah the the, the only reason for this movie is that it, it it provokes questions and it makes you think and it makes you hopefully not feel so alone and the rest is completely open i mean i'd rather have people go yo halfway through the movie i lost the plot and uh, i have so many questions well that's fantastic because now you're asking yourself questions uh, it would be horrible if I, if I just you know watch a movie and, and, and it just goes like yeah I didn't really do anything and, and you go like okay, did, did no questions nothing nothing and uh, even and even that may be an opinion you know the, it's the, the, the reason why we chose to uh, not use a certain um, spiritual community as the truth or use a certain guru as the you know that 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 point of telling the story but we use normal people in everyday life that have gone through their journey and using different ways of getting there that in itself was an ode to the big journey i think for me personally to yeah. to honor everybody is coming through it in a different way not everybody needs to do it this way or that way and not everybody needs to do it through spirituality even so in the end there will always be different perspectives and I can honor that and I know that 
you know, interesting now coming back to why, because I used to be a coach and I used to be very up in arms about like, you know, this is how you do it. And no wonder you're stuck in life. You know, look at me. This is how I do it. So I'm going to open a practice because, you know, I'm, I'm such an inspiration to the world. <laughs> and, and therefore, you know, meeting a lot of people that reflected another part of myself back to me and understanding everybody is just doing exactly what they should. They're taking the next step in their self-understanding nothing is wrong i don't even know what's right so you know who am i to 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 get stuck there and 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 then to step back and say like well i think this is not my position i want to be in of of being the teacher so i didn't want to get stuck in that going into making this movie i didn't want to get stuck into selling another truth no <clears throat> it was just about be becoming even more flexible and more open well, and I think I think especially the last months of doing the editing, I think that that's that's it's a lot of uh, there's a lot of actions that we took to put that to to take that truth out of there because there was fantastic quotes, uh, but you know we, we took a lot of lingo out and, and a lot of you know truth that you know the people we interviewed didn't really have that much of truths, but it could be perceived as such here and there tone of voice or speaking in we instead of I and we cut it all out because ultimately the more you watch the movie so the more you get towards the end uh, I really wanted people to almost like get get my opinion out of it mm. and let people feel into where, where they are in in the movie and of course you have the big the big monologue in the end but that's wrapping up my story uh, and I'm not saying it's the story of everybody else and it was so important that we did that. And we, we only managed to do that in the last moment uh, because it was much more you know, sort of truth-driven content in there. And uh, and now it's like, I can't imagine it being different. But those reminders, like from a Marissa saying, you want the break from spirituality. You want yeah, the break true. from constantly needing to reflect, constantly reading into what does this mean? Because of course you could say that everything 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 has a reason but that is not being kind to the human because my human also needs to be in joy and needs to be in and the moment you dig you will find stuff yeah. so stop digging and, and, and I'm, I'm noticing it you know we're working on the marketing of the movie and it's very i'm very proud of us it's very intuitive it's very go with the flow follow impulses let it go follow impulses action sit back just just do something else and it's it's wonderful how fast it goes and how how beautiful the feedback is from the films the project it's effortless but i can't count the mornings that i wake up in a panic that i must do something i forgot something so this that spiritual am i on am i on it's still active I, i'm not i'm not exempt from it I just really need to sort of take a deep breath and go, okay, you know what happens if you just do the control freak thing. Can you take a deep breath, feel the panic? Don't even deny the human. You're, you're, you think you have to do something. Take a walk, do something else, and then just allow it anyway. Just, just completely step aside. And now I can actually make that choice. But I still have to do daily maintenance for it. It's not, it's not, it's becoming easier. But it's not like breathing. I think it will eventually get there. But it, it's it's there's still a, a point where I'm 
I'm, I'm catching myself doing the same thing I did with the spiritual, the constantly, you know, the spiritual person, or, or how do you say that? Like the, the, the control freak posing as a spiritual mm. person that's guarding all the fences. See if there's a hole in the fence. Did I miss anything? Are the cannons still working? Um, instead of just going, no, no defense, nothing to do. Just I completely trust. It really is the switching of gears now because that, that way of being made sure that you wouldn't get stuck. Yeah. So, so, so being the hyper vigilant, hyper observant, uh, almost but, like I mean, I'm allowed to say this: the the, the spiritual Nazi, you know, <laughs> like watching yourself fanatically and friend, frantically. That brought you to the point of um, being really committed to finding out who you are. I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but that I can relate to it. That's how yeah, it is for me. Yeah, and I think I think forgiving myself for all of that. I think we're just overstayed that welcome for by a few years right now i have so much experience on the other side of trusting and allowing and what happens if i allow while running a project which is very possible uh and doing your daily you know the things you need to do uh i'm figuring out how that actually works how, how i can take actions from that inspired passionate place and still leave enough room for magic to happen so don't fill it in too much don't put a timeline on it which is kind of odd when you're producing the marketing of a movie um but yeah i think i think that that's that part also that part that, that basically got me here after 30 years which i'm very thank thankful for but it, it has no job so it's sitting in the corner and going cold turkey and and sometimes it just flares up and it's just it just needs enough feedback and reference so that it's just completely and being welcome that yeah. part being welcome into into my fullness now that it's okay you know that's it's not it's not becoming obsolete just because <clears throat> i don't need to work at big issues anymore um that doesn't mean that i can't allow that part to be part of who i am now or part of the experience so let's go for a drink you know let's go for a ride let's have some fun let's go dance to so becoming more human yeah ultimately yeah yeah and i think that, that that part of am i on am i on am i on uh or reading into the things i think i feel it getting lighter each day even though there's sometimes flare-ups or it, it's it's starting to become fun now like really really fun well you don't need to control it you know no. like even even let's say there and are for an ex-control freak that's <laughs> i certainly have a lot, a lot of time and energy in my hands now like it's like oh shit and then when i do need to take an action it's so fast it's the intuition it just comes in from from coming from a very mental perspective and trying to read stuff into it it's now coming through the intuition and that's yeah. why you can let it go because if i need to know something i will know it in the moment i don't need to you know check all of the radio stations in my head to constantly or look at the outside for, exactly. for signs yeah or, yeah so yeah. and i mean you know looking at the world stage right now with wars going on or you know a lot of unrest of course I could read into it and go like well there's a lot of friction there's a lot of energy that needs to be balanced out and there's a lot of and you know like what sort of forces do we need to conjure up to make sure it gets balanced it will get balanced either way yeah I don't as the human it is not my job to come up with it or to 
create it or craft it or, or, or control it. No, and I like I like the the the, the analogy of before you save well like the best way to save the world is to save yourself first is to be the standard to be another light on the planet and, and, and basically your own light not a light for the planet but basically be take full responsibility for your own divinity and your human we've made a documentary about sustainability yeah truly it's self-sustainability it's, yeah. not, it's not grassroots on company level it's grassroots on self level yeah <laughs> yeah we should get government help or something <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a grand out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think just just to wrap it up, I, I love I love what Marissa said, and I love the the, the fact, and I'm I'm seeing this in you, and, and you're seeing it in me probably. Is I'm starting to really relax to to I call it leaning into the trust, leaning into the divinity, leaning into the magic. But as more as I'm leaning into that, I'm also leaning into my human. Yeah. So when I do choose to do human things or go out or have or have a bottle of wine or two or whatever, as long as it's a free choice, uh, even hey, there's there's a lot of tension and I just I just need to I just need to distract myself because I'm way too mental and I can't get out of my head. Fine, drink a bottle of wine or go have a walk. But as long as it's from a free place, it's fine. So it's it's acknowledging both the divine and the human, and usually it. it it just dissipates really quickly because in the past like you wouldn't allow yourself to do these things no. right in the past you would like or or feel guilty or no let's let's have like extreme horrible fast food and cake and everything and have that but then also judge myself for it so i'm constantly in the same friction but now just diving into it saying like okay fuck it that that's just what i'm going to do now and then i'm going to snap out of it yeah with my full faculties intact from a free choice fully committing into it right for the for the time it lasts and then coming out of it with no judgment and 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 no story especially but that what's one. the setup there and that's really interesting i think um forgiving yourself but also at the same time one. yeah that I mean that that in itself is a huge one but then also not only forgiving myself but also allowing myself to change my mind or allowing myself to 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 be different the next day because next that used to be the biggest thing you know i need to be predictable for myself because otherwise i think i'm going insane <laughs> or i need to be predictable for my um social circle or whatever right and now it's just like okay so say for example because i used to be a vegetarian for eight years i loved that phase of my life I also used to do a lot of fasting. I also used to not drink for a while, um, but to hold all of it lightly rather than a truth that that you have to again control or have it control you. So now being able, because I just wanted to expand on that when you say, you know, um, as, as long as it's a free choice, what does that mean? It means that I'm being flexible with feeling what is actually now what do you the need impulse? what, what do is, you need in the yeah, moment exactly and, and that could change from like i used to have that horribly feeling well you committed to something and now you have to keep you know i, I was always riding my own ass about about you know but but you you said you committed now commit or you 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 said a truth now stick to that truth yeah. for months sometimes years before i could say oh yeah actually that wasn't healthy now I can change my mind in an hour, as long as it's my truth for me. And I love that expression, 
after realization you're not beholden to anybody or anything it's kind of that uh, I say to myself and and you heard me say a lot of times oh man I'm gonna quit quit drinking alcohol <laughs> and then fail like within hours it used to be like a regular now, thing I'm, like I'm, a weekly thing and now I'm not, yeah now, now I'm not saying it uh, sometimes I do but mostly I don't and I mostly drink only in the weekend, so so it, it's kind of leveled out by itself for me. Basically, not putting any rigid ideas about it. It's just like it makes me feel better. I don't need it as a distraction or as a, you know, to calm down my nerves because I am calm. And now it's like I love to have it with a, with a good dinner or when I'm with friends. But it's a completely different situation. But because I was relaxed to myself. It could sort of level out and because you overdid it for a long time in, yes. in both ways so i think <laughs> yes. you know that really is for me the um the summary of today's episode you know when marissa says you know just you know have have some fun just relax just let it go and just be in the moment and really feel the impulse of what feels right right now and having gone through all of the different um, spectrums, like being on that side or on that side for a long time, being only a little stuck focused human versus needing to go and be only divine and spiritual, now it's come together. And from that being together, the separation just goes and, and, and then you can choose freely. Yeah. So we're gonna go have a drink. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, and just just to, to add to that, because because I think it's interesting. I mean, th this is why I got really confused in being rigid with myself. But ultimately, um, I couldn't believe it was self-correcting. No. And I think what Marissa says is just have some fun. I couldn't have fun because, for me, the whole spiritual thing and and reaching this this state of realization was a life or death situation. It was really important. I made it very important. But did I, if I would have known at 17 that this whole thing from my, my kind of rude awakening moment was self-correcting, I would have partied my ass off probably to, to some excess and would have done this a lot sooner. I mean, I couldn't have formulated all the chapters for the movie, not that, you know, but that's a good point. eloquently. So it was really my journey to... to take 30 years to, to basically take every detour possible so I can actually make a film so about it. So you really understand it. Exactly. So again, I forgive myself for that, but I think the young generation, and I keep coming back to that, once they intuitively get, hey, once I have this moment of I want to know myself truly better and deeper, it's on autopilot. I can go completely berserk and still end up at the right spot. So instead of like you know, flagellating yourself with 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 like doctrines and spiritual course, and I have to do this and I have to do that. Have some fun. Keep keep moving on your intuition, and, it, and you will get there. So I think they're going to take such massive detours, and rightly so, because it is from that moment on, it is in what I've seen self-correcting. And I think that's the biggest difference between our generation and the younger. Is I didn't believe it was from the moment you awaken, it's self-corrected. I thought you had to reach a certain level, very old spiritual doctrine. You have a certain, a certain level of enlightenment for it to be self-correcting. And I was always like kicking that stone in front of me. <laughs> so I was never but, getting you know, Look at the generation that we grew up in, um, both born in 75. Now everybody knows how old we are. Get that out of the way. But I think, you know, 
change in each generation takes a different amount of time. Looking at the generation from my parents and their parents and even before that, and even that is a very, very small spectrum to look at because if, you know, we're coming back to consciousness being available on Earth, that has just been this hockeystick movement where it just becomes quicker and quicker and quicker. So you don't need to go through those you know, long suffering no. or the long, the, 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 the long learning curves or the long, uh, you know, training or whatever, the understanding of self will now become a natural byproduct of people living. And there's much more information available. Rude Awakening is out, but we're not the only ones. There's tons of podcasts of people that are dealing with the same subject from different angles, different perspectives. So there's so much more, much information out there to, to also sink your teeth in. Yeah, which is great. And at the same time, I'm at a place where I'm getting nauseous looking at my Instagram feed because <laughs> at some point I thought it was a good idea to follow all of the spiritual teachers and all of the motivational speakers. And now it's just becoming this, you know, I just want to drop it at some point and just go, just have some fun. There's birds, you know, just yeah. don't, don't constantly. Just sit on a, on a, on a, on a couch, on, on a bench in the sun with a stupid grin on your face and that's it. I'm alive. I'm having fun. Exactly. <laughs> It's a great conclusion for this uh, podcast. Yes. Thank you so much, Jonathan. This was fun. Thank you, Sandra. That was, that was, that was nice. So, uh... If you haven't seen the documentary yet, you can still go to YouTube uh, or to our website, www.rudeawakening-film.com. Dive into the free version uh, that is on the website, but also maybe you want to check out the bonus pack, uh, which contains of so much more material, hours and hours and hours worth of interviews, also an interview with Jonathan. And yeah, just just have a look and let us know what you think. We have an email address for you to write in if you want to podcast at rudeawakening-film.com we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, i'm looking forward to next week yeah it's gonna be fun i mean uh, with the amount of stuff that's been shifting this week uh, god knows where we will be yeah but first we're gonna have a drink <laughs> yes <laughs> cheers cheers <laughs>